Welcome to Naturepact podcast of Singular. In this podcast series, we are talking with investors about their vision of the new green world. My name is Tarmo Virki, and in this episode, I am talking with Shine Dashti from Futury Capital. But first, a message from our sponsor. Hey there, I hope you're enjoying the Nature Back podcast. I'm Merit, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Single Earth, and we're a team of more than 70 people building a nature-backed economy. And if that sounds crazy enough for you, then join us. Sign up at single.earth to be among the first to get access to our nature-backed tokens. And let's talk more on our Earthsavers Discord channel. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nature Back, Shine. Thank you, Tamo. Pleasure to be here. Let's talk a little bit about the Futury Capital to start off with. How, how was it born? Um, yeah, um, I can maybe start with like how it how it all started more or less 17 years ago in 2005, where it all started with the inception of the Werte Stiftung, which is basically um, translated to the Value Foundation. And it was started by or initiated uh, by a lot of individuals, but I would say the main driver was also my current uh, boss at the moment at Future Capital uh, called Holger Vollmann. And um, how it all started was that they wanted to establish an initiative where they bring together um, athletes after their career in order to transition them into the business community. And what they then have built was a mentor-mentee program together uh, with the Deutsche Sporthilfe, which is another huge uh, institute here um, for for the sports business, and they have then put to brought together a lot of individuals from the business side. It could be rather uh, it could be from ranging the SME side up to big international huge corporates, and those executives were then acting as mentors to help those athletes after their career. To make the step into the like the business community, either on the operator level or also on the entrepreneurial level, and um, so fast forward 17 years now, uh, more than more than 100 top athletes have emerged into this business uh, community, and um, as part of this mission of the Werte Stiftung, a lot of other initiatives have been uh, launched. One of them is also our sister entity called Futury, uh, not to be uh, confused with Futury Capital, but we are working together very closely. So what Futury does is basically they have those core pillars, which are basically innovation and sustainability. And we don't, within those two pillars, they are launching different kind of batches called in their setup missions. And within those missions, on the one hand, they have the corporates. Those corporates are more or less most of them from the network of the Werte Stiftung. And on the other side, you have young young individuals which are brought together into teams in order to work to, together on ideas. And in best case, then they uh, establish a startup, which then get feedback from those corporate partners and those missions have always a thematic focus. So at the beginning, they had themes like sports, finance, construction, food, waste, um, energy, and so on. And now they have, um, uh, they have transformed the logic to those three main uh, thematic missions, 
which are basically construction, waste and food. And within those um, missions, the teams are getting feedback on the one hand from the corporate partners, on the other hand from investors like us. Then uh, there are also other main sponsors and partners, for example, Bain and Company, where they can get conceptual feedbacks about their business model and how sh they should um, attack the market. And those programs are run for three months. And we don't, within those three months, they really get a fast track boost and in infrastructure in order to build out from an idea a real business. Mm. Um, and what is really interesting about this program is that a lot of those startups which have uh, emerged from this future mission, um, they are now quite established. One of them was uh, found uh, like was funded by us future capital uh, some others were funded by different other kind of investors and some others are like now working together very closely either in a project or in as a normal um, customer relationship with those corporate partners which were part of the mission mm -hmm. and those corporate partners are really big players in the respective field it could be like um the Schwarz Group, it could be Procter and Gamble, Nestle, and Goldberg, and and so on. And what was then interesting that after those missions were so successful, the people around Future were thinking it's a pity that we are basically helping those startups to get created, but when they then have the growth journey, we cannot participate. And this is then why the idea emerged that we should launch a fund in order not only to support those startups out of the mission, but also support more startups, especially startups in the Frankfurt region. So Frankfurt is located in the county of Hesse. So basically then the state of Hesse also supported this initiative to launch this early stage VC fund, which has a fund size of 20 million. So um, this is our first fund. We also then have launched another fund, a growth fund, and this has a fund size of 60 million. And here we are uh, doing more uh, like later tickets in series A plus kind of uh, startup investments. And what both funds have in common is that we have with those two funds, um, let's say a semi-regional focus, meaning that we like to invest into startups, into tech startups, which are either located here in Hesse or have a certain angle to the state of Hesse. So it could be that after our investment, they launch certain operations here. And usually we then discuss with the founders what is the best first for their business and also what makes sense from our regional investment policy standpoint. And Inter interesting combination of having like sports background and then the region background and combining the two. Uh, and, exactly. And was it, was it so that Frankfurt actually won the European League recently, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, you actually so have some regional <laughs> kind of also top uh, teams. Absolutely. And uh, me as a, uh, like, I grew up in Frankfurt. I love the city. So for me, it was a huge success to see that Eintracht, Eintracht Frankfurt was winning uh, this huge trophy. And also what is also interesting, one of our portfolio startups, he is in his main job, a professional athlete. He's actually the 
uh, under 23 Europe champion in Decathlon. Okay, wow. So uh, soon he will be also joining uh, the Olympics if everything goes as planned. And he is, uh, yeah, like um, as a side job, also founder and CEO um, um, of, of one of our companies in our portfolio called Prevencio, which is a prop tech startup. And um, yeah, this makes it uh, really interesting, this, uh, this combination of sports. Also, we are invested into another, let's call it sports tech company uh, called Sorare, which is active in the NFT blockchain space primarily for the football industry but now also uh, transitioning to more uh, sports uh, for example baseball and yeah so here you can see our close relationship also to the to the sports industry definitely yeah mm. and, and yeah and uh, okay the future capital two funds 20 and 60 million uh, yeah. what, what uh, kind of tickled my mind was when I heard you speaking in Barcelona and I think you mentioned yeah. that you guys are in early stages working also on a, on a kind of sustainability fund or some kind of the climate fund. Yeah, yeah. So, um, right. So also uh, this is, we are at the very, very early steps of, of, of uh, la launching this new fund. And this fund is... Um, mm, uh, like this fund is in its investment strategy a bit different than the two previous funds since the two previous funds had acquired sector agnostic approach investing into a lot of different kind of industries which were fitting um, our policy of investing into software so, uh, software startups primarily in the uh, with a b2b business model and um, this new fund, which we want to launch, uh, will then be exclusively um, investing into sustainable technologies, since we have not only observed on the market, but also more and more heard the feedback from the people close to our network that this is what is the right thing to do on the one hand on the other hand we see all those macro trends emerging right so it's the changing consumer and investor demand it's like those global let's call them trend like global uh, warming and then leading to new regulations then we have things like the resource scarcity which has more and more uh, become clear also with the conflict happening here in the ukraine uh, not only on the uh, energy level, but also on the food level. And um, having said that, we can see that all those big trends together with our background being very active from our history in the field of sustainability and innovation, and also looking at what kind of investments we have made in the past three and a half years, um, so we have made 16, uh, we have invested into 16 different portfolio companies, ranging from a variety of industries, starting from fintech, prop tech, industrial tech, sustainability tech. Uh, also, we have exotic cases like in the pharma tech, uh, being the, the big German uh, medical uh, producer, Demikan. As I said, we are active in the, in the space of blockchain. Uh, but we have also a drone delivery company um, primarily delivering medical goods in areas, for example, in Africa, 
or South America where there is no existing infrastructure to deliver such kind of goods. So um, it means that from our investment background, from the background of the people in the background of our fund and our whole ecosystem, it simply made sense to make those transition and also be like open for a transformation ourselves in order to launch such a transformation fund. Mm. Yeah. The uh, the plan is in early stages. Then uh, the you know economy around you starts to kind of crumble down. Uh, uh, how much does it have an impact on the plans? Um, um, I guess you refer to the latest uh, market Yes, shift the macro, macro e- yes, exactly the macro economy and the stock market and the and the crypto market kind of everything starting from yeah. the crypto markets. I mean, yes, is it having impact? Well, uh, obviously, it will have an impact on all of us somehow. Definitely, what we can observe is that it hits the later stage uh, startups at the first level. I think it will be definitely hitting um, the early stage startups at some point as well, um, since what we can see that all those companies being at the pre-IPO level and then going to the IPO, they have now, they are basically lucky if they can keep the valuation of the previous level, right? Um, And what we think is that in the end, this is some kind of, market cleansing happening and now those very hyped models like it could be those instant delivery startups and others which were very hyped in the last one or two years Mm -hmm. they basically are now struggling because at some point as a business you have to show at this point you can reach profitability Mm -hmm. and if this is basically not inside at all uh, it makes it difficult for new investors to still join your project and support you with capital. Um, having said that, it, we believe that this is an opportunity where the solid and strong business models, they will stay on the market. And those which were rather hyped by market momentum, by over liquidity of the markets, they will uh, struggle. So this is why... Today, even more than in the past, we have to look out for solid business models. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a really kind of nicely put that uh, the kind of overhyped stuff gets uh, possibly cleaned out from the market, yeah. which, which you know, in a way, it should be good for everybody. That uh, you know, the uh, we are focused on the fundamental, focusing on the fundamentals. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I mean. Um, it's happening anyway, yeah. if we want it or not, because those are the laws of the market. So um, if you look at, like we ha- we are dropping the word sustainability so often, sustainability is not only about the business model, which is sustainable for the planet, but also a sustainable business model itself, um, that it's uh, not only um, yeah dependent on short-term trends, but uh, can can last for a long-lasting time, right? Absolutely, and I, yeah. and I think that's the key, which is uh, in a startup world often gets lost the uh, the kind of the two sides of that coin that uh, the uh, 
that you cannot kind of build a sustainable, uh, f- you know, well-doing business without actually having a sustainable business model. Uh, right. That's, uh, you know, <laughs> I would say two sides of the same coin, right? The, yeah. Uh, but t- tell me a little bit about kind of your uh, future capital going forward. What are the plans for you know how to how to weather the downturn or I don't I don't know even what's the latest macro trends in Germany, but I think from the global scale it it looks yeah. uh, somewhat bleak at least. Yeah. So um, I think at the end we have to look at our like at our business, right? So our business are basically our portfolio companies. And for each individual portfolio companies, they are facing different challenges. They are seeing different opportunities. And obviously you always have to keep the market um, in the eyes in order to see not only when it's about fundraising, because this is where basically the market feedback hits you the strongest, but also when it's about winning new clients, since I uh, said at the beginning, we mostly have portfolio companies with a B2B business model. So uh, definitely we have to see what is the feedback from respective clients in terms of, okay, are the sales cycles staying at those typical, I don't know, three to six months? Are they rather shifting to nine months up to a year? So those are the early indicators that things might get tough. and um, I think what we are pretty lucky is that the the biggest exposure of our portfolio companies are still in the very early stage. So meaning most of our portfolio companies are still either in pre-series A or still in series A stage. So this means we are still quite confident, uh, but uh, you never know what can happen tomorrow, right? So we are quite confident that we are still with most of our companies at that stage where this market downshift will not hit us that hard at the moment, but we are still keeping our eyes open. And it still means like we have to look at the burn multiple of our companies more than we did in the past. So uh, it should be clear that the sh- um, that the discrepancy between what money is coming in and what money is going out is not getting too big. Um, so uh, this is definitely what what we are looking at. We are also looking at that we have a strong management team and they get all the support which we can offer them. Not just we as an investor, but also the people in our background, also our co-investors and other people in the background of the founding team. Um, I think this is also quite crucial. And um, in the end, they have to just uh, keep on going, believe in their business, do what they do best, mm-hmm. and all the rest uh, should sort out by themselves, right? Mm. It's probably not the greatest time to for the startups to go out to the market and start raising capital, right? Um, I wouldn't say so. I still see that... Because the fact is, if you look how many funds have been raised in the last years or months, and this money has to be deployed contractually. Mm. So it means those fund managers, in the end, they have to make their investments. Mm. There's no alternative to that other than giving the money back to the investors <laughs> like the LPs, which I think will not happen that likely. 
So they have to make investments. They have to be more careful with their investment strategy. But um, it means that it's basically what we said before. Those startups which were hyped in the last one, two, three years, they will have it much more difficult now because I don't think that fancy slide decks and a few buzzwords will be enough to raise funds at the moment. Mm -hmm. You definitely have to have a strong team, strong vision, strong business model, no matter at what stage you are, either in the pre-seed level or on the series A, B, C level, whatever. But then you need to have show also s strong traction, not only on the financial side, but also on the team side, on the product side, um, on the customer side, definitely. So it means that, yeah, you could argue that now there's some headwind on the fundraising market. But as I said, I see this as an opportunity mm -hmm. and it means that all the good ones, they will survive. Mm -hmm. uh, slowly starting to wrap up. I mean, Shine, yeah. as you were describing, the background of the fund is in the sports. I'm sure all, everyone in the, among the listeners was thinking, hmm, what sports was Shine doing? <laughs> yeah, I used to play uh, football quite actively. Uh, but on the one hand, luckily, on the uh, one hand, unluckily, I had some injuries when I was at this crucial age of 14, 15. So I had several surgeries. So it, it means that I did not play football that actively anymore, but I could focus on school and university. <laughs> so uh, this was also the chance for me to emerge to this uh, career path, which I am on mm -hmm. right now. Uh, but I still like to play football with friends as a hobby. Uh, sometimes I even join uh, my old football club uh, for training sessions and so on. But yeah, I like football. I do a bit of gym. I go for running. I like um, hiking. Mm. Uh, since two years, I started a bit with skiing, but I'm still a very, very rookie <laughs> skier. Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty active when it comes to sport, mm. even though I like eating even more than doing sports. I have the so same problem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Good. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, thank you, Tamo, and a great initiative. And happy to see you soon, either or the other, on, on another event or here in Frankfurt, in Estonia, wherever. Absolutely. Good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Join us again for the next episode. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please give us a good rating and leave the feedback in your podcast player so others will find it too. We will be back next week. Turn on to Nature Backed Podcast. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. 
See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Electric acid.